At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is VSIN's primetime action. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin as well. Don't sell Kelly short on a Tuesday night. No football, gentlemen. No football. But we'll get by with football odds. Rookie of the year. We'll talk about the uh, one and two team most likely to get to the playoffs. We'll look at all the one and two teams, their odds to get to the postseason, three and O teams as well. Whole bunch of football to get to in that respect. And we'll talk football with Drew Dinsick, the NFL specifically. Also teaser Tuesday. Don't want to sleep on that, but major league baseball takes center stage tonight. It's really kind of the postseason before the postseason. 705 Eastern 405 Pacific Red Sox and the Orioles. Chris sale. We'll take the mound for the Red Sox as a minus 280 favorite. Bruce Zimmerman, plus 225 underdog for the Orioles there. 707 Eastern, 407 Pacific. Yankees and Blue Jays, Jameson Tyon, Hyunjin Ryu. It is, it was, it was a coin, coin flippy a little bit earlier, but uh, minus 130 now. Ryu and the Blue Jays, plus 110 on the Yankees as underdog, 710 Eastern, 410 Pacific. We got the Marlins and the Mets. Trevor Rogers for the Marlins and Noah Syndergaard will take the mound for the first time in two years for the Mets. Uh, minus 150 favorites on Syndergaard in the Mets, plus 130 on the Marlins. Mets also announced today that they are shutting down Jacob DeGrom for the rest of the season. Phillies, Zach Wheeler. Uh, Phillies uh, have Zach Wheeler on the hill. Charlie Morton for the Braves. Morton and the Braves, minus 125 favorites, plus 105 for the Phillies. 740 Eastern, 440 Pacific. Got the Tigers and the Twins, Tyler Anderson, Charlie Barnes, minus 135 on Barnes and the Twins, plus 115 if you want the Tigers as underdogs. Brandon Woodruff on the mound for the Brewers, Adam Wainwright 
for the Cardinals. Minus 105 Wainwright, minus 115 Woodruff. So nearly coin flip their slight favorite in favor of the Road Brewers with Woodruff on the hill there. 805 Eastern, 505 Pacific Angels and Rangers. Probably not betting this one, but if you are, minus 115 Angels, minus 105 on the Rangers. 810 Eastern, 510 Pacific Reds and White Sox. Riley O'Brien on the hill for the Reds. Ronaldo Lopez for the White Sox. White Sox minus 190 favorites, plus 160 for the Reds as underdogs there. 810 Eastern, 510 Pacific, Michael Waka, Jose Urquidy, that is the Rays and the Astros. Minus 140, Urquidy and the Astros, plus 120. Waka and the Rays as underdogs there. 810 Eastern, 510 Pacific, Aaron Savali on the hill for the Indians. Brady Singer for the Royals. Singer and the Royals, minus 125 favorites, plus 105 Savali and the Indians as underdogs there in the final 5 o'clock hour, 8 o'clock hour. First pitch, 840 Eastern, 540 Pacific, Patrick Corbin and the Nats, Kyle Freeland and the Rockies. Rockies, home favorites here, minus 135. Corbin and the Nats, plus 115. Underdogs, three late first pitches. We'll talk about a little later. What are you talking about, man? I have like 10 dimes on that Angels-Rangers game. I mean, my entire <laughs> account is on that game. Here, Let's go. Is anybody as amused as I am about the Mets thing where they're like, we're shutting Jacob deGrom for the rest, shutting him down for the rest of the season, and Noah Syndergaard getting in reps tonight? What is that? What is all that about with deGrom and Syndergaard? Just sit out the rest of the year, and, and we kind of figured that about deGrom, by the way, Mets. Uh, so here's the story heading into tonight with six days left in the Major League Baseball season. The Yankees, number one wild card position. They have a one-game lead over the Red Sox, who are in the number two wild card position. Uh, one game, the Red Sox are ahead of the Blue Jays, where the closest team on the outside looking in, as Matt said, the Blue Jays taking on the Yankees. That series starts tonight, so that is huge, obviously. And that game starts in a little less than five minutes in Toronto with Hunjun Ryu in Toronto, as Matt said, just slight favorites in that one. Then the Mariners are a half game behind the Blue Jays, one and a half out of the number two wildcard position. It is unbelievable that we are still having this conversation about the Mariners on this final week of the season. And the Mariners do play later against the Athletics, a team they have owned this year, the A's on the fringe of the playoff picture at this point. There is a three-way tie scenario. There is a four-way tie scenario. There is an outlandish five-way tie scenario. Let's strike the five-way tie one. But there really is a three- and a four-way tie scenario. But the Blue Jays and the Mariners, obviously, trying to get into that number two position. The Red Sox do have Chris Sale on the hill. And in the National League, the big game tonight that starts in 15 minutes, it is the Phillies and the Braves. With the Braves holding a two-and-a-half game lead over the Phillies for the NL East lead, that is the Phillies' way in because the Cardinals are about to clinch the number two wild card position. That is pretty much Katie bar the door for that. But we do have that race. Phillies and Braves start of a three-game set with the Braves as that slight favorite, minus 117. Obviously, huge implications in that one. And then later, the Giants with a two-game lead over the Dodgers, both teams with six games left. The Dodgers without Brand, excuse me, the uh, Giants without Brandon Belt, who broke his thumb while we were all, all watching football this weekend. The Giants trying to cling on, secure the best record in baseball in the NL West Championship, which would then, of course, mean that the Dodgers would have to play with the second best record in baseball, north of 100 wins, a one-off wild card game against the Cardinals, most likely come beginning of next week. And there is also a scenario where the Braves would have to have a makeup game on October 4th if the Phillies are close enough to them against the Rockies. whole bunch of implications. Yeah, on that, uh, circling back to that Mets side of things, Cindergaard uh, actually becomes a free agent at the end of the season. So I think they probably want to get a look at him to see if he's fixed or broken still 
before they go out and make him an offer to try to keep him for next season. So you think it's you think it's the Mets' choice to do that? I think it's an audition here. Yeah, almost. I wonder if it's Syndergaard saying, "Look at or, me," or, or or one way or the other. I yeah. mean, he's uh, but he's he's set to become a free agent in the offseason. So I'm I'm guessing that whether it's him or whether it's them, somebody wants to go out and either show what they can do or get proven that you know he's still got it. Even still, he's got to be on a pitch count. I would imagine. I would imagine. So. Yeah, yeah, so for sure. Seems a little odd. Either way. Uh, football news, there's always football news. Doesn't matter what day of the week it is. Uh, today, that football news was a little bit of a smattering of stuff. The Lions releasing linebacker Jamie Collins. Richard Sherman, of course, he of uh, most famously of the Legion of Boom in the past. Also, of course, with the Niners. He worked out for the Bucks today. Uh, and then Josh Gordon, who you talked about yesterday. You brought it up yesterday when the Chiefs uh, said they were going to sign Josh Gordon. He has passed his physical and he has signed his contract officially. So he is a Kansas City Chief. Which of those is the most interesting to you, if any? I mean, look, Gordon's on the Gordon's on the practice squad. He'll still have to get called up. And I mean, it's one of those things too. Is we're we've talked about this even last year when he got brought up. Is like we're clinging on to this like two years of great play that was nearly a decade ago. Right. You know, and it's like, it's I mean, the guy's 30 now. Yes. Like, yeah. It, like, he's it, it a 30 year old wide receiver where normally, like, we would be talking about guys starting to break down. Like, we'd be like, oh, he's, you know, he's on the wrong side of 30 here and all this stuff. It's like, this guy had two good seasons and has had a whole bunch of just either suspended or injury riddled middling season since. And we make this big deal out of him every single time. And here's the thing even if he does ever get up with the, he's the, the distant number three option in the offense as it is anyway, right? Behind Kelsey and Tyree Kill. So it's like he's the distant number three option. At best. And you, yeah. were, and you were dancing around not only two good seasons, but two good seasons many moons ago. Right. So like people who are entering, just people he, who are getting into college now are like, I remember him when he was a little kid. He couldn't hack it in the CFL. I mean, that, like he, he didn't make it in the CFL where he's back to where he's at now. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, look, I wish the guy the best always. I hate you know, I certainly hate the tragedy that goes on with the guy that can't escape all these demons and stuff like that. But I mean, from a football standpoint, a betting standpoint, I saw a lot of people talking about, oh, well, okay, you know, here the Chiefs go. They're going to try to make a move here. I'm like, I mean, did they really? I mean, it's like, it's not really, did they really make a move? I don't think it's all that, I don't think it's all that significant, to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, if you do look, though, I mean, with with Jamie Collins, I mean, he also a little bit up there in age a little bit, but he is a dude that I think can can step in and help a team like whoever whoever ends up signing. I mean, getting that veteran presence in there. He's not gonna, he's not the you know the guy of old where he's just gonna be flying all over the place and stuff like that. But I, I mean, he's a he's a solid probably starter in just about anywhere he ends up signing and going. So um, I think that one's pretty interesting. Richard Sherman to the Bucks. I mean, the Bucks secondary definitely needs, needs help. We've seen that a couple of times already throughout the course of the season. But is Richard Sherman still a guy that can actually help? That's the question. You know. The 29-year-old Syndergaard can become a free agent after the season, and the Mets must decide how much they want him back and whether to make him a one-year qualifying offer. You really need to see him on an actual in an actual game to make that decision. Well, also, you haven't like, been monitoring. Uh, so I guess I could do that qualifying offer. Well, so how many? What are we talking? One, maybe two games? Like maybe he gets a second start, or is that not even possible? Seems very odd to me. Seems really so odd. So you're gonna get one look at him and then make a call? Yeah, that's that's a little odd. Uh, last night, gentlemen, Dallas destroys Philadelphia 41 to 21 in a game that wasn't even that close, quite frankly. Again, the Fletcher Cox fumble recovery for a touchdown to put Philly on the board early. Otherwise, they're scoreless in much of that first half. And then, or in all that first half, quite frankly, 
And then, uh, obviously, there was a goal line stand, too, where the Eagles stopped the Cowboys. So 41-21, to 21, and I guess the takeaway, Matt, or the question for that is, do the Cowboys win this division by December? The, and the other thing is, if this Cowboys team actually has even a middling defense, they are going to be trouble. Yeah. Like, they are going to be trouble. And here's the thing. You look at the box score, and you only see two sacks for Jalen Hurts, but if you actually watch the game, he was running for his life, for his life. Yeah. the whole the whole game, like the whole game. So while the stat sheet only says two sacks, any anybody who is not as fleet of foot and as elusive as Jalen Hurts, it would have been seven sacks or eight sacks in that game. But he just happens to be, you know, a guy that can get out of there and, and create and extend plays. But, yeah, it was a complete and utter dominance. And the thing that I really took away the most from this was, boy, if this Cowboys defense and, and all, all the credit – because, I mean, I thought that it was going to be one of the five worst defenses in the NFL. Short sample size, small sample size right now. But if this defense can even be just a middling defense with that offense that they have, they are going to be trouble. Like, that team is going to be trouble for sure. Dan Quinn, coordinator of the year, they gave out that award. If, if they that gave happens. out that yeah. through three weeks for Looking sure. Because yeah. yep. yeah. you got to remember, they had five, they had four starters out last night. And they still and they still put on that performance, you know? Or like Cooper had the cracked ribs. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it was Pretty amazing. That was that was that game was oh was dead on arrival yesterday. Like there was not much to watch in that football game. Eagles never had a shot. Not even to cover the teaser leg no. either. Never really no. had a shot at that. Uh, we'll come back. Speaking of rookie of the year odds, we will talk about those next to the National Football League and the big mover this week. Not a quarterback. We'll tell you about that next on Vsense Primetime Action. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. 
Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime action on a Tuesday night. Gil, Matt, Kelly, hope you're having a good one, uh, whatever you're betting tonight. Yankees making some noise in the uh, top of the first at Toronto, runners at second and third with Jean Carlos Stanton at the plate facing Hunjun Ryu. And the, uh, by the way, have you ever seen a game in Toronto? Good crowd out there. That's gonna that's gonna go in the dirt, but nobody's uh, nobody's advancing, so it's gonna I be. Have, in fact, what's that? Seen, seen, I have seen, seen several games in Toronto. Yes, actually. great yeah. crowd there. Yeah, yeah, great crowd. They're big Blue Jays fans. I would I would love to uh, see them advance, but obviously they're on the outside looking in right now, um, and in, and in a bit of a jam here in the first inning of that one. Uh, Phillies and and uh, Braves about to start in about five minutes. Okay, guys, uh, let's do some Rookie of the Year in the National Football League. Offensive Rookie of the Year, to be specific. Mac Jones, still your short shot at 4-1 to one at DraftKings, but it is Jamar Chase of the Cincinnati Bengals, who is now second at 5-1 mm-hmm. to one after scoring another two touchdowns this past week. He has four on the young season, four touchdowns through three games from Joe Burrow, Trey Lance at plus 750, then everybody else is now double digits, which is you were talking about yesterday, Matt. This is kind of the market's way of saying we know nothing. We have no idea who's winning this thing. Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, both 10 to 1. Najee, Kelly's guy at 12 to 1. Devontae Smith, 16 to 1. Zach Wilson, 18 to 1. And then it is just a, uh, it's a potpourri after that. It's real tough now, too, because we were, I mean, Nagy. I get we have nothing to do but believe him. We have to believe him. I mean, he keeps saying that it is that he will go back. That he is not giving this job to Justin Fields. Like he keeps saying he's going to go back to Andy Dalton. Yeah. And if that's the case, it makes Fields unbettable, right? Because like what we needed out of him, which this isn't a very good team anyway, we needed as many games played as humanly possible for him to go in and kind of like be able to catch up where he was trailing some of these other guys and stuff. And we thought this was the week. He and we thought start. this was the week. Yeah. And and it, I think it would have been had things played out perfectly, yeah. but like it, it, it got all jumbled and stuff. And could have started fools last week. And with all that, yeah. Well, <laughs> have you, I mean, he said today he might start him this week. I know, but I'm like, I'm saying that's like, yeah. if, you, if you're going to end up doing that, then you massively screwed it up. You should have started fools against the Browns that you knew yeah. you were probably going to get destroyed by anyways, and given Fields an easier first start against the Lions. 
the then you I mean you look at some of these longer guys and you just start to put things together. It's like listen, and I mentioned this when all this steam was coming in or everybody was like hyping up Rondell Moore. And the problem is 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 opportunity when you're a wide receiver. And that's why you see Jamar Chase where he moves and you see the the odds for Devontae Smith and then you see where Rondell Moore is like if you're not out on the field running routes, it's very hard in it's very hard to 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 win an award like this. And the thing with Rondell Moore is like, yeah, he had a couple of good games. So the problem is is if you're only out there for 28% of snaps and you're only running routes on 24% of dropbacks. So not only are you only running routes on a quarter of the quarterback's dropbacks, he still has to throw you the ball on those. You, on, you on, are dependent. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, he still has to throw you the ball on those limited routes that you're running. And so the thing about chase is he is, he's, he's the wide receiver one for, for that team. Yeah. I mean, he's out there and he's running routes on every, basically every single time that Burrow drops back. You could almost say the same thing for Devontae Smith. The problem is with them is just that offense through the first three weeks. I mean, not saying that it won't get better, but boy, has looked Here's, not great. Let me let me compare it to last year. Let's go back to last year. So Justin mm-hmm. Jefferson of the Minnesota Vikings had not only a great rookie season as a wideout, but one of the great rookie seasons as a wideout in modern football history. Yeah. 88 catches, 1,400 yards, seven touchdowns. In the end... Justin Herbert, and I know Justin Herbert was off the charts, but Justin Herbert ended up with 82% of the vote uh, for first place and Justin Jefferson 18% of it. So now think about that. What that tells me is that to win this as a wide receiver, you have got to also be in a season where a quarterback, and there's no other quarterback that can make a legit case. Like that's probably your way to do this. And the question is after three games – Mac Jones is the only one of these guys that you can even sort of sniff this award because it's not Zach Wilson. It's not Trevor Lawrence. Justin Fields, as we say, doesn't even have the reps and Trey Lance has even fewer reps. So I, I don't know. I mean, it's going to take that too. You have to have an accomplice. I think it comes down to like you guys, and we brought this up last week when we were discussing this award. It's like, it is, if Mac Jones leads the Patriots to the playoffs, is that enough to win it regardless Almost regardless of what he does statistic wise, but like yes, if the answer would be yes. Answer is yes, without yeah. a doubt. Because the problem is like I'm, I'm like Jamar Chase is like I think he's only going to get better. I think like he has a touchdown in every game. Like this is, I, I don't know. I, I think that's going to be an interesting scenario if we are actually presented with that at the end of the year. Where if you have a receive wide receiver one puts up a pretty big statistical year, but that team doesn't make the playoffs. Let's just say theoretically, mm-hmm. and, and then the Patriots do make it in. It, you still in your guys' mind that's Mac Jones wins that no matter what. If they make the playoffs, yeah, it's yeah. his. Okay, period. If he's playing all the games, especially considering the way that all these other rookie quarterbacks are trending, right? Like it doesn't look like the Niners want to play Trey Lance. It doesn't look like they're going to do it. Then Lawrence Fields and Wilson look like they're going to be on terrible teams. And so it's just amazing. Like, I mean, th- look where these odds are now. Like we talked about this a little bit last week with fields. It's like, if you don't play, you're somehow your odds are getting shorter. <laughs> if you're sitting on the bench, because like you just said, you know what these other guys are going yeah. through. Yeah. The Lance odds are, cr- that's just insanity. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> like how can you bet that? There's oh, no way yeah. you can bet that. Like that's, yeah, that's just, you have that's no just idea insane. what he's going to get regular playing. Time. Yeah. The last non quarterback to win the offensive rookie of the year was Saquon Barkley in 2018. Uh, we're talking about the AP Offensive Rookie of the Year. Baker Mayfield finished second, but that was a 53% to 43%. Just to give you an idea, Saquon so off the charts yeah. just nipped Baker Mayfield. The last wideout 
to win the Offensive Rookie of the Year was OBJ when he played for the New York Giants. Again, by the way, New York Giants, New York Giants. Not saying there's a New York bias, but just want to mention that in case there is a New York bias. Because that might be different, in other words, than anything. Odell Beckham Jr. that year, there was no quarterback in sight. Zach Martin, an offensive lineman, was second. And Mike mm-hmm. Evans was third. So, yeah, you. I mean, if any of these quarterbacks does anything of note, whether it's, first of all, make the playoffs for sure, but if if any of the others, even, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, if Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars go, let's just throw something out. Let's say they go 5-12. Five and, five and 12. Keep forgetting there's 17 games. Let's say they go 5-12 and 12 and he puts up ridiculous numbers in the end. Let's say he improves. I still think he has a better shot than Jamar Chase does. So like that's yeah. the, that's oh, the, for sure. That's the problem, though, is you got guys like Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence have already dug themselves in such a big hole statistically-wise, right? Between their, just their touchdown-interception ratio, it's like they'd almost have to have a monumental turnaround. We here. can Zach Wilson's out of it. We can, that, that team is going nowhere. Talent sure. devoid. He's not even going to be able to put up. He's not Trevor Lawrence have five, six interceptions? Like he's, he's up there, too. He does. He does. I mean, there's, there's, if you look, if you look at this, I, I agree, Gil. Though, like the problem is, is it's quarterback bias, and yeah. they want to give it to a quarterback. And so, what it would take was would be Chase putting up a, which you know, easily could put up a thousand yard season and have you know double digit touchdowns. He's on pace for that for sure, as as we know. Um, and it would take the rest of these quarterbacks basically. Just continuing to dud out through That's exactly right. through the rest of the. You'd have the to season. have that as an accomplice to win yeah. this, as a compliment, if you will. Great, greatest AP offensive rookie of the year voter voting ever. Twenty twelve, RG three, Andrew Luck, Russell Wilson, fifty eight percent, twenty two percent, twenty percent. Gosh, like Russell Wilson, like I feel like he was such a afterthought in that conversation. He that was, too. he was an afterthought. So you've got Trevor Lawrence, six hundred sixty nine yards this year, five touchdowns, seven interceptions. Zach Wilson. 628 yards, two touchdowns, seven interceptions. That was who? Zach Wilson, the second one. Yeah. Two, two TDs, seven INCs. Yeah, Lawrence and Wilson both are leading the league in interceptions. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like, they are. Which, which we knew they would, Yes, too. yes, yes. I mean, they are, they are tied for the league lead in, in interceptions. I do think, I mean, Najee Harris is the one interesting person on this, right? Where if, where if they just kept, I mean, 19 targets, right? If they just go to him 18, 19 targets a week, <laughs> at some point he's got to be in the conversation, right? I mean, it's funny because you think of, you, you would think a running back, well, you got to yeah. have a better team so he can run the ball. Saquon's team he doesn't need to run good. the ball. Like, all my rushing props on Najee aren't getting home, but like yeah. I should have clearly bet receiving props instead of rushing, because he's still going to get the touches. And interestingly, if we went back three weeks in time, and we and we had this conversation and we said we didn't even mention Kyle Pitts to the last minute, we'd be yeah. like, wow, why not? I Did he get hurt? I mean, it's one of, I think everything is so ridiculously so ridiculously up in the air that like it almost might be worth going even deeper on the board and finding someone who might get presented with opportunity at some point yeah and then go from there and and try something like that but yeah it's it's I think it is Jones or Chase at this point like we said we kind of drove the path like like so Chase has to put up the thousand yard season with double digit touchdowns and we need the rest of these guys to continue to kind of stink not that Mac Jones has stunk but he's been middling that's right at best can't be can't be good that's right yeah uh, Toronto does get out of the first inning jam. Now they have one man on, nobody out. The bottom of the first scoreless game in Toronto between the Blue Jays and the Yankees, all kind of wild card implications there. And the Phillies uh, had runners on first and second to start uh, their top half of the first at Atlanta in a game of huge implications in the NL East. 
uh, a Bryce Harper ground out. Now it's runners at the corners with one out scoreless game. But the Phillies trying to get on the board first. We'll come back. Uh, Kelly asked this question yesterday about the AFC West. We thought it was pretty interesting. Power rate the teams, power rank the teams of the AFC West is kind of bottom up. We'll look at the actual odds next on VEASAN's Primetime Action. You are looking live at Primetime Action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VEASAN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. You get everything VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Once again, that's only $22 per month. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, Bo Bichette knocks in George Springer with a two-out RBI single. Baby Jays won. Yankees nothing. That's off Jamison Tyon uh, as the Jays try to tighten up the wild card race. Red Sox, meanwhile, at Baltimore, they have a one nothing lead top of the second against the Orioles as well. Again, Yankees, number one wild card, a game ahead of the Red Sox. Red Sox, number two wild card, a game ahead of the Blue Jays on the outside looking in. Mariners, game and a half out, play later. All right, AFC West odds. Kelly, this was a good question from you yesterday. You were like, power rank the AFC West teams, even though... The Broncos are 3-0, and the Raiders are 3-0, and and the Chiefs are in last place at 1-2. and And we sort of said, well, it's, it's bottom up. Chiefs still with the edge. Chargers have to be second, and then pick your poison between the uh, Broncos and the Raiders. According to the actual odds at DraftKings, to win the division, Chiefs are even. Broncos 3-1, to Chargers plus 350, and the Raiders plus 550. So that's an interesting juxtaposition. And in terms of the win totals, Chiefs are 11.5, Broncos and Chargers... Still 10.5 for the Broncos. How about that? Both of those teams at 10.5. Remember after game one when the Broncos beat the Giants as a favorite, somehow their season win total adjusted all the way to 10.5. Apparently those next two wins were already baked in. I was incredulous, and I still remain incredulous. Raiders 9.5. So based on season win total, this might be the best division in football, not the NFC West. And then you have your yes-no playoffs, AFC and Super Bowl. I guess I should mention the Chiefs are plus 650 to win it all. Broncos and Chargers, 25-1. to 1. What do you think? Is there a bet here, Matt? Interesting, right, that the playoffs for the Chargers, you're getting plus 125 on yes, with a higher win total than the Raiders, where you're getting yes. Excellent point. Which is interesting. Let's make sure Kelly didn't screw something up. Oh, there's the reason. <laughs> oh, Pilot error. Oh, boy. <laughs> However, I will say on those division odds, it's amazing what one week does because that was Chiefs minus 250 to even and Chargers were plus 750 to now plus 350. Could be error on Kelly's part. We'll see. (laughs) Could be human error. Do do the Chargers at all interest you to win the AFC or to win the Super Bowl? 10 to 1 and 25 to 1 respectively. Have you bought into that team yet? I just still think the Chiefs are... Yeah. I just still think the Chiefs are the best team. I mean, it's like we were saying, right? It's like you look at this Chiefs and you kind of like you start to break things down, and it's like, okay, we we even said this before the season started, right? We I didn't were, screw up. You didn't? Did not? All right. Oh, really? Huh. Well, isn't that interesting? Yeah, usually that stands out to me when I punch those in. So good catch, Matt. I didn't catch the interesting note of the odds, but yeah, that is that is a little wacky. But I mean, the the Chiefs started off here. 
Browns, Ravens, Chargers, right? I mean, it's like, so Browns, Ravens, preseason teams that were both expected to make the playoffs, and then Chargers after a couple of weeks into the season, seeing how good that this team actually could be, another team like that, you know, expected, well, should, you know, at least in the conversation to make the playoffs here. And so we look at that and we're kind of like, I mean, this was a very hard schedule to start. We talked about this before the season started. Like, yeah, they get... They get the Eagles this week, but then it's then right back they play the Bills. You know, what I mean, like th- this was a hard beginning of the season for the Chiefs, and then it lightens up a ton from there. And so, you know, I still like the Chiefs. It took a it took a last minute score. A four, it took a fourth down conversion, and a last minute score, and four turnovers, and a four turnovers for them to lose this game to the Chiefs the past this past week. A minus four, yeah, plus it four took for the Chargers. An all timer performance from the Ravens and still a fumble that where they would have kicked a field goal to win the game. I mean, like they were, they were, they were in field goal range. They would have kicked a field goal to win the, win the game, but Clyde Edwards, Alaire puts a ball on the turf. They lose by a point to the Ravens. And so all in all, do you like this defense to be better? Obviously you want this defense to be better. You don't want all these teams scoring all these, you know, boatloads of points. But again, let's go back to the fact that the Browns, Ravens and chargers are, are three of the better teams in the NFL. And so, I, I still think it's the Chiefs. I still think that they're and may, you know that's the reason I jumped on them this week. I thought that it was a little bit un, the, we, we're going to get them a little bit undervalued this week, and uh, it's moved in our favor anyway. So we'll see how it all how it all ends up. But yeah, I, I still like the Chiefs. Here's Mike Clay's toughest remaining schedule. Mike Clay over at ESPN. He's been more of a fantasy guy through the years, but here's his toughest remaining schedules: the Giants, number one; Washington Football Team, number two; and uh, Washington again. When the schedules came out this year, they had the most collective. Uh, rest days for opponents when you add them all up. So teams coming off the most rest who are playing them. So Washington, number two. Now there are the Broncos. The Broncos are at number three. So as easy as their schedule has been to begin it, it has been easy. Giants and the Jaguars and the Jets, three of the four worst teams perhaps in the National Football League. Now it gets hard for the Broncos. and That's why that adjustment to 10.5 made zero sense after week one. But that's where it is now. In number four, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes. The Pittsburgh Steelers at number four. Um, sorry, is that not how you spell it? Uh, and then Arizona's fifth, and you see the, uh, the, 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 how the top ten rounds out. But, that, but Denver being third is, is of note, and that's why we show that right there. So, yeah, I mean, those, those, uh, those season win total adjustments, as you pointed out with the yes-no playoff mm-hmm. things, these are irrational markets, right? These are – don't look at these and expect – that this will always make sense as we've discovered here in the short term here of this season. Because I think a lot of this is moved. Like for instance, that yes and no stuff, there's no real rhyme or reason to that. That just has to be their liability. I, I mean, I would think so. I also think that it's, I mean, like should the chiefs be even money to win the division, but minus 400, to, you know, for a yes, no, like even that doesn't really add up. I, I mean, what you would think yes, no should be at least a little shorter. Yeah, although that you could make the case, right? Making the playoffs is a wild card. I, I get that at least. But just the, the, what, what Matt was saying is right. You can't have a higher season win total and then be a a big, you know, a much, you know, a dog in the Chargers case to make the playoffs and the Raiders still at minus 110 with a lower season win total. So it's interesting. That schedule, though, like you're talking about for the, for the Broncos. I mean, you you – have gotten as bad a good a go at as you could these first three weeks. And, and you then, want them. And you want them. And you should have. And you're banked. That said, Baltimore this week where I think things could get, you know, could get dicey. Then, yeah, you get you, you get the Steelers. But then Raiders, Browns, 
You still have the Cowboys on the schedule. You play the Chargers twice. You play the Chiefs twice, as we're talking about. Um, you know, if this Raiders team is for real, are you really are you, you really thinking you're going to sweep this Raiders team? I mean, it's probably a split at best, right? I mean, you're thinking most likely with this Broncos team. And then where, you know, where where will Cincinnati and Detroit like will these where will they be by week fourteen, week fifteen? I mean, like they probably won't be pushovers, right? I mean, they'll probably be bad teams, teams with losing records, I would imagine, but like probably not pushovers. You know, yep. teams that are that that could scare you. So yeah, I mean, this it, it gets it gets rough for the Broncos from here on out. Gets rough for the Broncos. You know, this has nothing to do with the AFC West, but also we showed Washington was number two. That Washington game against Atlanta, just like Washington against the Giants in week two is about as close to must-win early season games you yeah. can get because their schedule is so difficult that if you don't go to 2-2 two and two and just leave room for some losses and you start out 1-3 and three instead, oh boy, it could get ugly. Home Saints, home Chiefs, at Packers, at Broncos, by home Bucks. Not to mention at Packers, home Seahawks, at Raiders, home Cowboys. It's just, it's just, and then you get into those final five and games. And maybe the, the Panthers season. are for real. That's what I mean. Yeah. I mean, like, there's... There's no real game after this week where you're like, oh, yeah, they're winning that. So they better get a second win. And as I said, they do have that get-out-of-jail-free final five weeks of the season where they can make up a whole bunch of ground in division. But you got to win this Falcons game. Got to. Like you mentioned, I mean, you look at that schedule. They might not be a favorite again until the Eagles in, like, week 15. (laughs) Week 15, I'm saying. In fact, well, we'll see where the Saints are, right? But generally, I think that is correct. I don't think they would be a favorite. Maybe week 14, but even then, maybe not. I mean, it could be week 17. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, it so, really could. Yeah. yeah so, it totally depends on Panthers yeah. and Raiders, yeah. you know, but it absolutely could be. You guys are right. Like, that, so they, I mean, they have to win. They're, what, a one-point favorite now at Atlanta? They've yeah. got that, that defensive line. Chase Young and that group, they're worth it. If they are worth anything, we you know believe them to be. If they're worth their salt. They got to show up and be in the backfield all game on mm-hmm. Sunday, and just make up for a poor secondary, and just be in Batty Ice's grill all day long. But that's that's how this stuff matters, and it matters in terms of making your season adjusted win total bets, because you got to know with a team like Washington, this is kind of the week. Like if they beat the Falcons, pound the under if that gets adjusted at all, even a tick upwards. And this coming from a lifelong Washington fan. You have to do that with every team. Know where the tough parts of the schedule are and know where the easy parts are. Well, I think also to your point of like, I think a lot of those numbers are shifting of just to where the bets are coming yes. in. And I would think the more casual fan is attracted to betting those yes, no playoffs way more than an adjusted win total. But I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Probably easier, right? Like there's no, no, there's no examining the schedule. There's no whatever. You just go like, yeah, I think that's a playoff team. Eh, it's probably not a playoff right. team. Yeah. You know? Are you suggesting that people like short thoughts I th- I think over so. longer, deeper thoughts? Jason Weingard, he's got deeper thoughts from under a cloud of smoke in Southern Cali. We'll talk baseball with him next on VEASAN's Primetime Action. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the current betting splits data. The new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits, yet another way. And I can't count them all. That VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. Glad you could join us tonight right here on VEASAN for a little primetime action. This gentleman, a uh, numbers game staple, about to have his own podcast called The Wide World of Wine Garden. Yes! Ladies and gentlemen, from under a cloud of smoke in Southern California, at Spreadopedia, it's Jason Weingarten. How you doing, Jason? 
Pretty good. Pretty good. Just watching the, the Phillies Braves game. Got a, got a couple different bets on this game going. What do you have on this? I got the Phillies to win. Got them. I think I got them like plus 117 or something. You can still get some nice live prizes on them right now. I have the Braves under three and a half runs. And if you have access to DraftKings or BetMGM or FanDuel or any book that has Cy Young odds up during the game, I bet Zach Wheeler today and yesterday. I bet him at 50 to 1 Ooh. and 28 to 1 to win the Cy Young. I know he's still available 35 to 1 in the DraftKings. 28 to 1, 5 to 28 to 1. He's probably going to pitch again either Saturday or Sunday. Uh, I have a whole bunch of reasons why he should win. He leads the he leads all baseball in innings pitch. He leads the NL in strikeouts. Uh, he has a higher war than Max Scherzer. More innings, you know, by something like 30. Uh, I have him as the second favorite behind Scherzer, and the market still has him at you know, 20 to one, 28 to one. I think that price is majorly wrong. Scoreless between the uh, Phillies and the Braves in the bottom of the second. Zach Wheeler on the hill right now. Jason, before we start asking you any of the the big macro questions here, are there any other games that are going on tonight that you uh, have action on or at least have some interest in? Cardinals just started. I bet the Cardinals. I've kind of been on that bet the Cardinals every, every game and they keep winning. So I keep betting on them sort of deal. Uh, I have that. And I bet the Rockies, Rockies under 11 and a half tonight, 11 and a half rounds of Coors. 16 wins in a row for the Cardinals. The A's had a 20-game win streak, I remember, when Giambi was playing there. And apparently the Tribe had a 22-game win streak in 2017. I barely remember that. But that's the kind of air that the Cardinals are traveling in. All right, let's do this. Uh, let's do a little rapid fire. So NL Cy Young, who would you vote for? And I think you just tipped your hand. And who do you think they'll vote for? Well, I think I think we'll know more after tonight. There's there's a really good case for Corbin Burns, other than the fact that he's only pitched 165 innings. That's really low. Scherzer's also on the low end. He's going to max out around 180, which is going to put him historically at the absolute low end of Cy Young winners. I would vote for Wheeler right now. I think Scherzer's still the leader in the clubhouse, but it's it's undecided at the moment, and Wheeler is making up ground quickly. What about the AL side of things? Robbie Ray sitting minus 195 right now, so nearly two, nearly got to lay $2 on him. Garrett Cole plus 150. Everybody else, 22 or longer. Ray is probably going to win, but remember, voters, a lot of times the last thing they see is going to impact them the most, and Garrett Cole's got another start left, so a huge start out of him could push him over the line. It is it is Ray's award to lose those. The the numbers say Ray Ray should win. Let me ask you a question about the NL NL MVP, which obviously I want to hear what your opinion is. But what are the chances? Since we're not talking about anything that's based in a in a objective box score, it's not a counting stat. These are human beings betting on awards. What are the chances that all of us in our little betting corner of the world have all of this wrong? And I'll tell you why I asked this question. Uh, and it, and it, is, it is inspired by the fact that these are human beings betting on awards, and none of us really know what these guys are thinking who have votes, guys and gals who have these votes. But I was just in San Francisco, my buddy there, who's not a sports better, but I, you know, he was asking me about certain things, and he goes, and he just randomly goes, he goes, hey, uh, hey uh, Gilly, he's like, uh, Brandon Crawford's the NL MVP, right? <laughs> and so it did trigger something in my brain where I'm like, what if somebody who we're not even talking about is actually the MVP? Is there any chance of that? 
No, not not likely, but it is it is possible. You know, when you when you try to handicap a voting award like this, I did listen to uh, Ken Rosenthal's podcast this week, and he made a point that he's a voter and that he doesn't sit down and review the resumes of the players until the season's over, and he has the full season resume to look at. So there's no you know, week by week, like we do saying, oh, well, this guy's hot. This guy's doing something. You know, uh, voters don't don't look at it week by week necessarily the way we break it down. Um, they have the benefit of looking at everything through the lens of the end of the season. But remember, also keep in mind the season ends Sunday. They vote Monday and wild card starts something like, what, Tuesday or Wednesday? There's There's a very small window between the end of the season and the actual voting. So wait, just a real brief follow-up then. Do you believe then the NL Cy Young and the NL MVP, if not the AL Cy Young as well, will get determined by most voters in the most recent bias of this week? I think I think this last week's going to play a very huge role in deciding razor-thin margins. I mean, you know, like obviously when it comes to Soto, I'm slightly biased against Soto. I want him to win, but it's it's a very... You know, there's arguments to be made either way. The the last guy who does something spectacular is is going to have that last you know image in the voters' minds. It will will help. You know, and then there's other things like going to the playoffs. If the Phillies the Phillies make the playoffs, Wheeler and Bryce Harper are probably going to win Cy Young and MVP. Matt, That's I've just. Got... Uh, a given. I think, Matt, this is where I say that Bryce Harper just grounded out. So, Jason, if we look at this, we've got the, you, you mentioned the Phillies. So the, the three games head-to-head against the Braves, obviously massive, and then they get to close out against the Marlins. And I start to look at these at these odds of, you know, league winners and stuff like that. And, and like, you get the Dodgers who might be playing in a, in a one-game elimination at plus 180 to win the NL. You can still get the, the Phillies at, like, 26-1 to 1 at DraftKings as far as, like, winning the NL. Do you ever take flyers on these teams that are that are on the outside looking in with a few games to go strictly because the odds have just ballooned, like, kind of out of control? If I wanted something like that, I would probably find a, a different way to play it. Like if there's exact World Series matchups, I'd probably bet the Phillies versus the Rays, the Phillies versus um, Yankees. I like the Yankees. Uh, that's another thing, by the way. You know, everyone's kind of discounting the Yankees, and you know they were barely in the wild card race a couple weeks ago. I think they have like the third best record in the AL. They have a better record than the White Sox. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't count them out. I think they're going to sneak into the playoffs and be a real problem for somebody. Are the Giants still undervalued? I know Brandon Bell broke his thumb, but they do have the best record in baseball. He may be back at some point, and they continue to just come up with answers night after night after night. They're plus 850 to win the World Series at DraftKings. Is that still, does that still represent value to you? Not, not a ton. You know, I, I've, I've always, always said, you know, I, I tend to bet pennant futures or champion futures over Super Bowl or World Series because, you know, you, you got to get there and there's a whole whole final leg that all sorts of things can happen. I'd, I'd probably have on them if I wanted to go that route. But, I mean, you could also roll over series prices. There's, there's a lot of ways to attack it, you know, where you're not necessarily putting all your money on the, the, the one event at the end. Um, I, do, I do think, you know, they're going to be a, a challenge in the playoffs and it's, as a you know guy who has a bunch of futures on the Dodgers, I'm not excited about the Cardinals and the Giants being being in the playoffs together with the Dodgers. 
Yeah. All right. Final question, Jason. I think you see our screen with the odds to win the World Series. We have a left column with the shorter shots and the right column. Oh, he does not see that. Uh, okay. Well, Braves, Red Sox, Cardinals, Blue Jays, Phillies, Mariners, Athletics represent the longer shots of the teams that are still alive. If I forced you to pick one of those, if I came to you from the future and I said, either the Braves, Red Sox, Cardinals, Jays, Phillies, Mariners, or Athletics win the World Series, that team would be who? Braves. It's pretty easy. Braves. Okay. You know, they, 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 they're they a little thin on the pitching. They had a couple injuries this year. Lost lost some starters. Lost Marcelo Zuna. But still a pretty strong lineup. But, you know, corners, Freeman and uh, Riley and uh, Albies and Swanson are all 30 home run guys. That's, that's a really great infield right there. Um, you know, there's no easy, easy team in the, the NL playoffs. So I'll put it that way. There's no, you know, I want to play this team over this team. Every team has its drawbacks. I cannot wait. This week is sort of like a postseason before the postseason. Starting tonight, it's going to be awesome. Jason, we'll talk to you tomorrow morning on a numbers game. Can't wait. Got a lot more to talk about. Oh, I know we do. Jason Weigarden, everybody, at Spreadopedia uh, from under a cloud of smoke in Southern California. He, he said, you know, he thinks the Yankees are getting kind of bypassed here a little bit and talking about betting those exact World Series deals. And he said, you know, with the NL being as open as it is, Gil, so Yankees Braves 50-1, to 1, Yankees Cardinals ninety to one. Ooh. Yankee, Ooh. Yankees Phillies one hundred and eighty to one. That, that Yankees <laughs> Cardinals is kind of tempting, isn't it? Ninety to one. I mean, that's pretty interesting. What are the Giants and the Rays? The Giants and the I'll find it. We'll have it on the All other right. side here. We'll find that out. We'll also do Teaser Tuesday next. It is Tuesday, and we like teaser legs. Very profitable last week. We'll do that next on Veasan's Primetime Action. We'll update the baseball scores as well. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.